welcome to this special edition of the 2022 Arizona Criminal Justice Commission's Views and News Podcast. This special edition covers the latest criminal justice issues at the Arizona Capitol. I'm Tony Vidali, and today we welcome Molly Edwards, my regular co-host for the Views and News Podcast, who is ACJC's legislative liaison, and Mary Pagnillo, ACJC's 2022 legislative intern. Molly, I know you and Mary have been working hard at the Capitol, marshalling through some legislation and staying on top of a number of criminal justice issues. Let me go to Mary first to fill us in on a couple of items. The governor had a number of priorities over the last several years. What's the summary version of those priorities? And then what bill trends or statistics have you been seeing this year? Well, I've been working on the 2022 annual legislative report, and now we have four years of annual reports to compare trends from year to year. For starters, with respect to the governor's priorities over the last several years, reducing recidivism, education improvements in school safety, and repealing unnecessary laws have been fairly consistent. A common theme across ACJC bills we've tracked over the last several years have been increasing membership on the commission, civil rights restoration, transition programs, sentencing requirements, body cams for law enforcement, and use of force data tracking. Something else that's been interesting to see is the trends over the years with respect to the number of days we've been in session. Last year, we were in session for 171 days, and the only other time in recent history that had occurred was back in 2009. With respect to the bills introduced annually, 2021 was the highest number of bills that have been introduced in the history of the legislature at 1,774 bills. This was primarily due to a high volume of bills dying during 2020 with COVID and being reintroduced in 2021. However, in 2022, we're pretty close to that amount with 1,764 bills being introduced, which is interesting because we don't have the same effects of COVID. So I wonder if this is the new standard of bills being introduced. Thanks for that, Mary. Those are definitely interesting facts. Where are we at in the legislative process? So we're a little over halfway through the session, and based on the tracking of past sessions, we're estimating that we still have about 30 to 40 days left of session, but it's really hard to predict. I haven't been through our budget process, but I've heard we need to wait to see the Speaker of the House and the President of the Senate walking together towards the Joint Legislative Budget Office. That's when we know the budget negotiations will begin, which should be occurring in the next month. Molly, considering the volume of bills making their way through the legislative process, what bills are being heard directly that impact ACJC or our stakeholders? You know, this has been a very active year on the criminal justice reform front. We've been tracking around 115 bills this session, which is a little more than we've had in years past, but it's still a big volume. With respect to overarching themes we've seen this year around criminal justice issues, The ones that have percolated to the top are victims' rights-related legislation, sentencing reforms and modifications, law enforcement conduct and use of force data tracking, criminal justice data collection requirements, gun regulations, and prison reform laws. There are a number of bills that have been introduced this year that are either directly impact ACJC or list us as the fiscal agent for pass-through funding. To begin, the commission supported two bills this session, House Bill 2132 involving the Victims' Compensation and Assistance Fund and House Bill 2133 addressing the Criminal Justice Enhancement Fund. Both have been sponsored by Representative John Kavanaugh. 
Over the last several years, revenue deposited into the Victim Compensation and Assistance Fund has fallen short of meeting the needs of crime victims. The funding source has proven unstable and has been well short of revenue projections since the legislature changed the funding formula. ACJC Victim Services conducted a gap analysis and found we are only assisting a fraction of the victims that could be helped by the compensation program. The unpredictable nature of the funding mechanism leaves us lacking in our ability to assist victims of crime in the state. In an effort to provide a more stable funding source and increase the number of victims we can assist in their time of need, House Bill 2132 was introduced, which would provide $12.5 million in funding to the program. We worked with Senator Livingston, who sits on the Appropriations Committee and truly wants us to be successful in our ask this year, and suggested an amendment to provide us a one-time $10 million non-lapsing appropriation, plus $2 million per year thereafter. This is not completely what we requested, but we are happy it's a step in the right direction to provide a more stable funding source for victims of crime. Additionally, Governor Ducey is recommending that a $1.75 million allocation be given to the program for this year and next year. Another key factor is that for every state dollar we spend on victim compensation, the federal government reimburses us 75 cents on the dollar. This could mean a $12 million state expenditure on victims that could bring Arizona an additional $9 million in federal funds. So overall, I think this puts us in a good spot going forward. However, our bottom line goal, really, is to help as many victims of crime that we can. So we'll continue to evaluate this fund to see if there are more ways to bolster the funding sources. In House Bill 2133, it addressed the declining CGEF revenue that funds a number of criminal justice agencies in the state. Unfortunately, this did not make it out of judiciary in the House. However, we did work with Senator Gowan, who agreed to run it as a striker on another bill, which is Senate Bill 1183. The language is a bit different from the original bill, and in this version, AZ Post would be removed from the CGEF funding allocation, and revenue would be redistributed among the remaining criminal justice entities. AZ Post would be funded 100% through a direct appropriation in the legislative budget process should this bill become law. There are a number of data collection bills that involved ACJC this session. House Bill 2326 is the Criminal Justice Data Collection Bill, which requires ACJC to collect and report on anyone who is in violation of a federal immigration law who has been convicted of a misdemeanor or felony offense. This information would then be placed on our website for reporting. This bill passed out of the Senate Judiciary on March 10th, and we're going to continue to monitor it. Another data collection bill is House Bill 2583, which requires ACJC to collect DUI data in the state and report it to the governor annually. Unfortunately, this bill had a significant number of barriers and challenges, and it was determined recently that a study committee might be the next best step to truly getting the stakeholders' arms around understanding the best way to collect all of the data that is necessary. We will continue to monitor this bill and bring updates to uh, the next podcast we do. One bill that we had been tracking or keeping our eye on was House Bill 2161, which seeks to provide greater control for parents over their children's educational and health care records. In the last month, an amendment was added to make sure parents saw the Arizona Youth Survey seven days in advance before the students even took the survey. 
We agreed to the amendment, but asked to make sure the survey was distributed with a link and not paper-based requirement, which could be cost prohibitive. Currently, this bill has passed the House and passed out of the Senate education on March 15th. Finally, there were a number of bills that listed ACJC as the pass-through agency for criminal justice programs administered at the local level. Of those bills, House Bill 2044 and House Bill 2573 are the only ones moving. Thanks, Molly, for that great summary update. Where would I go to see more detail about any of the bills that you talked about? To see more information about specific bills we are tracking, I'd encourage everyone to visit www.azcjc.gov forward slash policy. Thanks, Molly. Well, Mary, since you are new to the legislative process, what's your most significant observation at this point? Well, being down at our Capitol has given me a firsthand account of what's truly happening with respect to how laws are made. It's been surprising to see how many bills go through the process and how many don't even make it through. I've learned how many steps there are for a bill to go through before it has to be signed by the governor to become law. It's a long process. This has been such an eye-opening and enjoyable experience for me. Well, thank you both for the legislative update. We truly appreciate all of your hard work. This was informative and a pleasure. Be looking for our next regularly scheduled Views and News podcast in April. Thank you for listening to the Views and News podcast. This has been an Arizona Criminal Justice Commission production. For more information about the Arizona Criminal Justice Commission, visit www.azcjc.gov and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like this episode and are interested in hearing more, subscribe to Views and News on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is all the time we have. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us next month for the Arizona Criminal Justice Commission Views and News Podcast.